Hello and welcome to Peach Pod, a Georgia politics podcast. My name is Kyle Hayes and I'm your host and I'm joined again this week by Luke Boggs. Uh, Luke, we're getting together today because you did a little Peach Pod conversation. Who did you talk to? So I talked to Christine Trebish. I hope I said that right. I always mispronounce it. It's being from South Georgia. She's a uh, state Senate candidate, uh, and she is in a special election that was caused by State Senator Judson Hill deciding to run for the Georgia 6th District. So uh, we had a pretty fun conversation just about um, her race and what her experiences have been. And it's it's the kind of conversation that I hope we can do more of. I think a lot of these smaller races don't get a lot of attention. That's one of the things we talk about with how the Georgia 6th race has kind of been a supernova compared to this small state Senate uh, seat, but it's really not small. It's a very important seat. Uh, if she was able to win, it would take away the Republican supermajority out of the state Senate. So, I mean, it's, it's very big in terms of the effect on policy in the state of Georgia it could have. So, you know, it's an important race. And so I really hope, uh, you know, people find the conversation interesting and I hope we can do uh, more of these conversations. Yeah, I am looking forward to more conversations with candidates for public office. Uh, we, uh, You probably already heard, or if you haven't, scroll down in your feed. We talked with Buzz Brockaway, who's running for Secretary of State. Uh, Christine is running for State Senate in the special election. Um, so if you are running for public office and you want to talk to us and you haven't heard from us reaching out to you, um, reach out to us at peachpod.podcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter. Um, it's at PeachPodGA. Just reach out. Let us know. We'd love to talk to you about the race that you're in, um, especially if you happen to be running for the 6th Congressional District. Uh, we would love to talk to you. Um, Asaf, but we're looking forward to more, uh, more conversations with candidates. Yes. Asaf, we hope you're listening in between knocking doors. And uh, Karen Handel, we hope you got to catch our episode on your flight back from your DC fundraiser the other day. Yes. Well, okay. Despite our snark, in all seriousness, for those of you who aren't aware, Buzz Brockway is a Republican. Christine is a Democrat. Uh, we definitely want to talk to everybody, and we promise to be fair. Um, and I think it really benefits not only our perspective, but our listeners' perspective to have diverse voices on here. And so, uh, especially for the statewide races, like I hope to get candidates all you know running for them the same positioning on here and candidates for all different types of offices so uh definitely don't be afraid to reach out and also if there's someone you really want us to talk to that we might not know like some city councilman or board of education member in some uh county in georgia we haven't thought about uh definitely let us know because we're always uh open to talking to interesting people but without further ado uh let's listen to me talk more but with someone else Well, hello and welcome to Peach Pod. I am your host, Luke Boggs, and today I'm joined by Christine Tribush. Did I do that right? You're pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. Tribish. Tribish. Right. Oh, you just told me how to do it. And I messed it up. So <laughs> okay. we're all, we're off to a great start. <laughs> so no problem. Um, well, thank you for uh, sitting down with me. I'm uh, really excited about uh, having a chance to do this. And so just to start off, uh, just like to know, you know, why you got in this race. You know, it's a special election. Election. It's happening in Senate District uh, 32 because Judson Hill decided to uh, run for Congress, which he was ultimately un- unsuccessful for. And uh, 
now you know the seat's open. So what what made you get in this race? Well, all right. Well, Luke, thank you very much for uh, talking to me today. I got into this race because I was very concerned about the tone and direction this country has taken. And actually, the first alarm that went off for me was when I was watching the debates with Trump. And when Trump said to Hillary that he was going to have her investigated if he was successful and if he became president. And as an attorney, I'm a family law attorney, but as an attorney, I had great concern about that statement because in America, we we do not threaten our political opponents. We don't Uh, uh, investigate our political opponents. They do that in other countries, but not in our country. When he said that, that gave me great concern. Then, when he won, that was the other concern of mine. So I knew that I needed to get off the sidelines, get into the game, and make a change. I couldn't complain anymore. I couldn't whine about it. I needed to do something about it. And so this was my first opportunity to run, which was this seat, this special election. And so I qualified and I got in. Yeah. So what about Senate District 32 made you want to choose that as your first, you know, thing out of the bat? Because you can't choose to run for Congress, you know, because that also came up. So you had you had decision to make about if you're going to run for District 6, run for Senate District 32. So what about the state Senate hit you hard? Because what you just said, you know, that's that's more of a federal issue. So like what locally made you want to run for this seat versus District Well, honestly, Luke, I didn't consider running for the sixth. I considered a state representative position or a the state senate position, and I thought that since Judson Hill was coming out of his seat, I assumed my representative would be taking or running for Judson Hill's seat, and since he didn't. That's why I ran for Judson Hill's spot because that was available. But I, I never considered the sixth. I just considered the the 32nd since that was available for me. Since, I, since I've never been in politics before. Right. Like, yeah, this is my very first opportunity. So uh, I guess that's another reason why I didn't consider the sixth versus the 32nd. Yeah. So are, were there any like state policy issues, though, that were important to you? Anything that you didn't like from Judson Hill that you wanted to see, you know, differently? What what there? Well, I, I'll be quite honest with you. I never saw politics on my radar ever. And the election is what changed my mind. And so I had to do something. I just had to get into the race. But I didn't consider, I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but I just knew that I had to get in and make a change. So rather than any policy issues, this seems to be more of a problem with the tone of the debate, problem with just how people have been handling the art of politics rather than an actual policy debate. And let me say this, you know, Luke, I can't change what's happening right now in D.C., but what I can do is make a change on the state and local level. So I knew that that's where I needed to start and that's where I needed to get in so that this change would grow. So I had to start at this level. So that's why I did that. Right. That makes sense. So, um... Where were you born? Born? Yeah. In Kearney, Nebraska. Nebraska. How'd you end up in Georgia? <laughs> oh, gee. Um, well, born in Kearney, but I, I lived uh, in Kansas City for a long time. And so uh, I uh, came here with my husband. He's an educator. He finished up school here. And then I went to law school here in, in uh, Georgia, John uh, Marshall Law School. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, and uh, how long have you been in the, the third and second district? Uh, I've been in Cobb County for over 20 years. Yeah, so this is definitely a community that you're used to. Certainly. 
certainly. Yeah, oh, so yes. Are there any issues in the community that you've been seeing that, you know, motivate you to want to be a leaguer of this community? Are there some changes you've wanted to see in Cobb County? Certainly. Now, I'll tell you that we've got two children. So my husband's a Cobb County teacher, right. educator, and we have two children in public schools. So public schools and fully funding public schools are critical and, and very, very important to me. Our funds need to stay and maintain our public schools so that we can have great schools for all of our children. And a lot of the, um, a lot of the parents move to the 32nd East Cobb area because of the schools. They are great schools. Uh, so that's very important to me. Uh, I know that in reference to policy, you know, we just had this, the campus carry that was signed by a uh, governor deal, which is just a, a bad mix. It, it's just not, it, it, just not good law. I, I'm very, very concerned about that. So that's another concern of mine. Certainly if I was in the state uh, Senate at the time, my vote would have been no for uh, campus carry because it's just, we can't have our children, even though they're 21, our kids that are in college, we can't have them uh, dealing with alcohol, emotional issues, a new environment in school, and now we're going to add a firearm to it. So concerns like that are very, very important to me. Yeah, and the frustration I have with that particular issue uh, is that it's claimed the reason they're doing it is a security issue and a freedom issue. So, you know, on the freedom front, okay, you can have that argument, you know, we can go back and forth on the Second Amendment, all that kind of stuff. However, it's not a real solution to the security issue, and that's my frustration with the campus carry, because Governor Deal, in his uh, statement, you know, saying that he was going to sign it and that he was considering signing it even before he did, he was saying security is a concern, and so... To me, it's a frustration that you have, you know, they claim to have a legitimate security concern, but they're not willing to actually do anything about it that would be an effective way to solve that concern. Correct. And to add on to that, Luke, when you have law enforcement, we have our men and our women in blue. So now our law enforcement, if there's an issue at the college and there's a shooting at the college, our law enforcement won't know who the good guys are versus who the bad guys are. So uh, so now we've got all these individuals carrying handguns that are plainclothes. They're the kids at the school. So we don't know who the good guys are, the bad guys are. And now we've got law enforcement that will be very, very confused. And that was one of my motivations, my, uh, I guess, one of the issues as to why we don't need campus carry because the law enforcement can handle the situation. Now they can't handle the situation because they don't know what type of an environment they're going into. Who's the good shooter? Who's the bad shooter? We won't know and law enforcement won't know and it makes their job more difficult and I respect and I trust law enforcement's job. Yeah, and I, I, I'm just frustrated that that's not the perspective that a lot of people have, that this is an issue that law enforcement should take care of rather than uh, individuals on campuses. Um, to, to go in another direction, though, the as, as we mentioned earlier in this, the District 6 race has gained a lot of attention. I mean, it's gained national attention. There's a lot of people really paying attention to that. There's people giving money from out of state. There's ads all over the TV, all that kind of stuff. So how... How are you managing to not get ignored? <laughs> like, 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 why, why get make the argument for why 
the people that are just like laser focused on the John Ossoff race to pay attention to the state senate district in Cobb County because a lot of people don't know this as well. Your election right. is before that one. I and, know. And it, you know, it's not on the same day and it's a smaller district and it feels like it has a smaller impact for folks. So like what, what would you tell people why they should pay attention to this race? All right. Wow. Okay. Excellent question. And I will tell you that um, when I got into this race and my race is, Luke, my race is truly grassroots. It is knocking on doors, making phone calls, knocking on more doors, making more phone calls. We made, I raised very, very little money, very little money. I raised really less than $10,000 that got me to the runoff, less than 10000 to get me to the runoff. So what I had to do, though, during the, um, the race itself up to the uh, runoff, I had to tell people there were two races because people were very, they were, like you said, Luke, very laser focused on the 6th, but they didn't realize that there was a down ballot, which is the 32nd. So we had to educate them uh, because a lot of people, as we knocked on their doors, they said, oh, just stop right there. I'm voting for John. And then I'd have to say, oh, but there are two races. I understand you want to vote for John on the 6th, but then for the 6th, but then there's the 32nd. So I had to educate them. And um, so that helped. But um, the reason the 32nd is critical is change starts, as I said earlier, at the state and local level. So this race is going to impact uh, quickly, you're going to be able to see the impact of the state Senate in Georgia 32 versus the six is going to take a little bit more time to change because, you know, John or, or John will be up in Washington making these changes. I'm going to be right here in everybody's backyard making these changes for them. So it is important that they are aware of my positions and that that the race is, or I'm sorry, that the election is May 16 and that John's is four weeks later on June 20th. So it's critical that they're aware of that and that they see that change happens at the state and local level, as I said. Yeah, well, you mentioned bringing change. So where do you think you bring the most change compared to your opponent? Well, I fully fund, I, I support and fully fund public education. And I believe that all Georgians are entitled to and uh, really, all of Georgians should have quality, affordable health care. My opponent does not believe that. My opponent believes that the uh, ACA should be repealed and replaced. I believe we need to fix the ACA. Certainly, not repeal and replace, but fix it, not nix it. Uh, to to uh, so that. And she's a physician. I'm an attorney. So, uh, which is kind of interesting because it's my understanding the AMA is not in support of what just happened in Washington, uh, the passing of the, I guess, Trump care, whatever we want to call it. Uh, but yet, my opponent believes that it should be um, re replaced and repealed. But the AMA does not agree with that. Right. But neither of you will actually get to vote on that. That's true. But the issue regarding the AMA would be the expansion of Medicaid. And I right. believe that we need to, I believe Governor Deal should have expanded Medicaid. He did not. But I believe Medicaid should be expanded, most certainly. Which now, due to legislation they passed a couple years ago, actually would be a vote that you could take on because they took it out of the hands of the governor and put it into the state senate and state 
House's hands. Right. Um, yeah, thank you, Luke. And let me yeah. also say that I also support, and I am a progressive voice for women as well. And I believe that uh, reproductive issues are between the woman and her physician, period. Government should have no place in that role. And what's your opponent's opinion on that, Ben? Um, my opponent is uh, pro-life, so yeah. uh, I'm assuming it's it's a different position than mine. Right. And uh, so getting to know your community, what? how has your profession helped you know this community better? Great question. I am a family law attorney. I work in juvenile court as well. So with family law, what I do in superior court is handle divorces, contempt actions, modification of child support, modification of custody, stuff like that. In juvenile court, what I do there, I'm one of the court-appointed attorneys, and I help parents. I represent parents when DFACS, the Department of Family and Children's Services, when they place those children into DFACS's care, I help the parents by uh, helping them with their, their mental health issues, their low-income issues, their substance abuse issues, to get their children back into their care. So clearly, I've got great experience working with families, with family issues, and I believe that in order to have a good, solid community, we need to have good, solid families, and we need to resolve all of our family issues to the extent that we can so that our families stay together and they're bonded together. Right, and obviously you can't talk about specific cases, but right. you know, as... As in your career, are there any specific policy changes that you think you're, you would recommend based on your experiences in this field and based on the families that you've worked with? Is there an area where the state is failing these families or is it a situation that is you know, beyond government intervention? I think, I can't give you specifics right now, but I would say that we have a number of laws on our books. And I think that instead of expanding and making more laws, I think some of the laws that we have need to be tweaked and fixed instead of creating more laws, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, are, are you of the opinion that the system is working then with for the families that you work with? Well, the system is always morphing into a, helping people families, you know, creating like drug courts, helping families with substance abuse issues, helping families with mental health issues. Those are critical and we need to maintain those and, and keep those. Um, there's always changing issues and problems that families have as, as long as they're addressed uh, in our community, uh, in, in court, that will help us. But I can't name any specifics right now. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. I am here because and I'm running, and, and I've, I've had great success with the number of votes that I've had because I uh, am a voice for, I believe, a number of women, a number of people that have not been heard. I belong to Liberal Moms Roswell Cobb. Uh, it's a Facebook group, as well as Pave It Blue, a Facebook group. And these are very motivated, concerned mothers uh, and women. And, and it's they have helped me. They have supported me, and they're there for me. And uh, so, grassroots, it's it, it's everybody helping. It's not just me. I'm an island. I'm by myself. But with all the support of all these people, they have helped me get to where I am. And I am their voice. I am honored to be their voice. And I am humbled by the fact that they're here helping me. They're canvassing for me. They're knocking on doors. They're calling people. They're sending postcards. Postcards are coming from. I don't know if you know about the postcard issue. 
all over the United States where people get these postcards and they're writing on the postcards from Iowa, Illinois, uh, Missouri. And it says, hey, you need to know in Georgia that you've got a race coming up. It's Christine Tribish and it's May 16. Vote uh, Christine, May 16. And they send these postcards out and they go to all of these people in District 32. So people are, are just amazed that they're getting these postcards from different states telling them that they need to vote, that their voice will be heard if they vote on May 16th for me. And I thank those people and I appreciate those people and I'm humbled by the fact that they're helping me. And and the postcards are also happening here in Georgia as well. When I think we've, we've sent out about 20,000 postcards already right. to people to remind them about this very, very critical, important election. And I thank them. Yeah, well, one one thing you also have made quite clear is that you are not a politician, that this is your first political foray, that you have not really spent much of time in the political arena. So what's been surprising to you about politics? Like, what expectations did you come in with that you uh, got proven wrong or right? Wow. Um, you are correct. I have never done this before in my life. It was never... Politics was never on my radar, but then I realized in order to make a change, you've got to get involved. Um, wow. <laughs> I think two things have surprised me. And one thing that surprised me is as an attorney, we have to, when you go into court, you present evidence, you present evidence to the judge, and you need to back your evidence up with facts. And some statements that have been made have not been truthful by the other side. And that concerns me. Um, that's one thing that surprised me. And number two, you know, the other thing that surprised me is that people steal yard signs. <laughs> and I am serious. I did not know that that was a thing. But apparently it is. They You spend, you spend money on the folks that, that are supporting you give you donations. And with your donations, you get yard signs. That's what we did. We had a little bit of money. And so we, we purchased the yard signs. Yard signs are like the first line of every campaign. They just like, it, it's hilarious to me how many candidates I've talked to. Every one of them has some yard sign issue. Yes. There's either they didn't get enough. And so everyone's <laughs> mad at them or they got too many and no one, you know, they don't know where to put them. And so they end up like putting them over everywhere That's or funny. people like steal them or burn yes. them. Yes. I, I did have one issue. Uh, I'm, I'm from Camden County originally. So deep South Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a, uh, there was this one family I knew where someone like literally like drove over their yard signs, just like, <laughs> like, like plowed into their yard, like at full speed, drove over their yard signs and like, you know, peeled out and, they're just like, what is happening? That is hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you have Obama song in Camden County. Wow. Yeah. So, but. yeah, so, and it's hilarious because, um, so now my women supporters, my moms, they're glitter bombing the signs, and so they put, like, stuff on the signs, right. and so if somebody tries to steal it, it gets all over their hands, and you got glitter and everything else, and Vaseline, and it's just a hoot. And, but, and, and to be clear, people are stealing them not because you're so popular, <laughs> but, like, they're trying to, like, get rid of them. Is that what's happening? Yeah, or? I think that's it. But I will say, you know, more of John's signs have been stolen than mine, so a lot of times they'll steal his, and then mine's still sitting in the yard, which is always a good thing. But, yeah, they, they do steal the signs, and that's, you know, that's proper that belongs to somebody else. So, yeah, I'm trying to get used to that. Uh, but maybe that just goes with the whole, you know, campaigning. It's just something to be expected, but still. So anyway. The, you, you should expect the unexpected. Yeah, there that's, you that's, go. That's my advice. <laughs> there you go. Thank um, you. So 
what what else has been surprising? Or or has anything been exactly what you expected? No, not exactly what I expected. Um, what else has been surprising? Uh, the just the outpouring of strangers that send you five dollars, that send you ten dollars, that write you a little note that says we support you and and we appreciate you and thank you for running. Thank you for running. I hear that all the time. Thank you for running. And, uh, and, and that, that humbles me. Uh, but I have received, I've received a dollar. Somebody sent me a dollar. So I don't know if that's like a penny when you leave a tip that it's bad or a dollar. That's all I have. I, I really think it's a dollar. That's all I have, but I want to support you. And I appreciate that. And I've received more than a dollar, uh, but lots of five and $10 and $15 from all over the United States all over the United States. So it is amazing to me that, that the race is out there. Uh, I'm not getting the, the, uh, um, the, uh, uh, you know, John Ossoff's got, you know, he's more national than I am, but I'm still getting the, the donations, the small donations from around the United States. And that surprises me a lot. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. And, you know, uh, I find it encouraging that people are engaged in the smaller elections. Cause I, you know, I've worked in the state house a long time, so I've really, uh, enjoy local politics and see a lot of importance in it. Um, so that's uh, that's been very interesting to me. And this is, it's going to seem off topic, but I think it's important. Who are your role models? Wow. Um, well, uh, that's a very good question. And not just in politics. I mean, just like in general. Like, you know, who, who, who are the role models in your life? Who have you learned from? Right. You know, giving you the you know worldview that you have, and uh, I would say my mother. Uh, my mother uh, was is very strong. Um, what she, she do? She uh, uh, she raised uh, five children, so I've got four brothers and sisters. So there's five of us, and uh, you know she was divorced from my father, and uh, she's just very very strong and very supportive of all of us. Uh, so she's a role model. And I would say uh, my husband is also a role model, a role model to me and to our children. Um, How old are your kids? Ethan is 18, and he is a senior this year, and he's in the magnet program here in uh, Cobb County, one of the high schools. And uh, our daughter is in eighth grade, so this is her last year in middle school, and she'll be going to high school next year. Yeah, it's quite the transitions your yes. your family's going through right now. <laughs> right, seems like it got you know when it rains it pours. But yeah, I would say my mom and and my husband uh, are the role models for me. They're yeah. you know wonderful, good people. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the things I always like to do when I'm wrapping up these conversations is uh, flip the table a little bit and ask you what questions do you have for me. Mm. Okay, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> my question for you is, what is your passion? Oh, oh Lord! <laughs> it could be anything. It doesn't well, have to be politics. What is your passion? What, 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 what do you, what well, do you enjoy? Besides Star Wars um, <laughs> and, and House of Cards, uh, I, I really enjoy doing what I do, which is this podcast, but also just being involved in politics because um, I know it's a luxury and that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to pay attention to this stuff, and that a lot of people don't have the free time and the, you know, they're working multiple jobs or they're, you know, in college and working jobs and just very few people have the luxury that I do to actually have the time to pay attention to this and be involved. And with that, um, 
it allows me to have a productive role in the conversation about where we're taking of the state policy and where we're taking the country. And I think that is really, really important in that it gives you an obligation to try to not just think of yourself, but think of your community and try to find a way to, you know, promote the values that I think we all hold as Americans, but some people, um, don't see it the same way you do because their experience hasn't been the same, you know, because my family, um, you know, my mom's a hairdresser. My dad is basically a handyman. You know, it's not like I come from a family that has had a lot of uh, economic privilege, you know, beyond, uh, you know, the privileges of being a white male who's Protestant in the United States. So for me, that's been um, been why this has been such a passion for me, because not only do I find it fun and do I find it interesting, but I find it to be a very fulfilling way to spend my time, you know, because I, I drove out here pretty early to see you <laughs> from Athens, you know, right. all the way to Cobb County. And so, you know, uh, the reason I do that is because I, I want to make it easier for people to pay attention and to be involved and to be able to form an opinion. And that's what I hope we dig here today, if anything. That is wonderful. Yes, yes. That that's that's great. I I appreciate that. Yeah. And thank you for for doing this for me. You're here helping me, and I, and I appreciate that. And this is my first ever podcast. Yeah, listening Woo! or or talking on. Right. So yeah. Right. Well, uh, I'm happy to uh, be your you know first first podcast, and I hope uh, we can have you on again after yes. you uh, successfully win this race in yes. a couple weeks. That would be wonderful. That would be wonderful. All right. Well, it's great talking to you. Thank you. No problem. Bye bye. That's our show for the week. If you like what you heard, you can share the show with a friend and go over to iTunes and give us a rating and a review. It really helps other people find our show. Our interns this week are Alana Pierce and Courtney Clark, and we will talk to you next week. Take care, y'all.